Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining me for this new episode of The Daily Optimist. Today is June 30th. It is Wednesday, and it is another scorcher out there. The U.S. is seeing record temps all across, and um, especially out in the uh, west coast, um, California, and uh, up north in Washington are seeing some record highs. In the Northeast, it is also incredibly hot out here. So I hope you are finding ways to stay cool. Um, You know, it means more than just sitting in an air conditioner. Treat yourself to some ice cream. Uh, Sit in a bathtub full of ice. Uh, Take a hot shower. I mean, a cold shower. Well, you could take a hot shower too, because when you get out, everything else will be cool. Um, So, you know, just take care of yourself, your loved ones, and... Make sure you're getting through and staying safe. Uh, There's so many things happening in this world still. Critical race theory is still being discussed. White supremacy, COVID, um, wars. There is so much happening in the world. And it is not every day you get to take a moment and chill out. So despite the heat, wherever you are, take a moment and chill out. All right, so I'm going to get to it. I have an interesting first story for you today. I'll be back in just a moment, but thank you for joining me. My name, of course, is Elijah Manning, and you are listening to The Daily Optimist. So my first news story comes from um, NBC News, and it's about the NSA denying spying on Tucker Carlson. It's written by Wilson uh, Wilson Wong. So Tucker Carlson recently has come out and said that uh, the Biden administration is spying on us. Excuse me. That's what he said. His words. Um, So the NSA had to come out and make a statement regarding what he said and they said Tucker Carlson has never been an intelligence target of the agency and the NSA has never had any plans to try to take his program off the air NSA has a foreign intelligence mission we target foreign powers to generate insights on foreign activities that could harm the United States with limited exceptions e.g. an emergency NSA may not target a US citizen without a court order that explicitly authorizes the targeting so, take from that what you will about their statement of not targeting citizens of the U.S. unless they have uh, cause, you know, with a warrant, and regardless of that. But the first sentence is what I stay on, and it's Tucker Carlson has never been an intelligence target of the agency, and the NSA has never had any plans to try to take his program off the air. All right. So... That's what he said. He said they're monitoring our electronic communications and is planning to leak them in an attempt to take the show off the air. Um, so why would they be doing that? Number one, is he trying to blow a dog whistle again and say that, um, the NSA is after him for telling the truth? I think that's what he's trying to say. But we know there has even been a judge a U.S. District Court judge that dismissed a defamation lawsuit against him 
because they said it is not stating uh, about Carlson in his show. It's not stating actual facts about the topics he discusses and is instead engaging in exaggeration and non-literal commentary. Given Mr. Carlson's reputation, any reasonable viewer arrives with an appropriate amount of skepticism about the statement he makes. So, if you are not one of his loyal followers, you know what you're going to get from him. And that you're going to get exaggeration and non-literal commentary, as this judge said. And you need to approach it with skepticism. I mean, he uses a uh, white supremacy playbook uh, as his talking point. And if you're not familiar with, with what I'm talking about, you can do a little search for um, a former writer that was fired from his show. And you can do even some searches on things he has said about um, getting... He didn't use the term white supremacy, but using um, the white race to to be dominant again. I can't remember the specific sentence, but you can you can search that up and you can learn more about that. If there is anybody who uh should be watching Tucker Carlson, it should be the uh just FCC airwaves and seeing how uh racist he, he is. But again, freedom of speech. So um, the, un the only unfortunate part is those loyal followers of his believe in everything he says and don't look at it with the skepticism uh, and the exaggeration of his non-literal commentary, as the judge says. So, if you know anything about Tucker Carlson, then you know that he is uh, pretty much amping up the racism and a race war. But again, the NSA is not spying on him. There's no need for that. He knows nothing. <laughs> and I don't mean in terms of like his actual knowledge. It's questionable what he knows. But he knows nothing that would uh, be of any importance to them. Unless he is working with you know, outside sources. But then, perhaps he is. And that's why he's worried. I don't know. Anyway, I digress. My next story is going to come from uh, South Korea, and it's uh, about what's happening. So uh, this one comes from Yoon Jung Seo, Jake Kwan, and Joshua Berlinger off of CNN. And it's about how Kim Jong-un uh, warns of grave consequences and fires top officials after COVID-19 incident. That's the headline. So uh, he has failed, uh, um, rather, he has fired several senior officers who failed to enforce North Korea's stringent COVID-19 prevention. And then he said there will be grave consequences. Um, so what is happening in North Korea? They have been basically in lockdown since January of 2020, um, already having many challenges within their society because of uh, the, how they're closed off to basically the rest of the world only through uh small channels do they get product in um you know like food supplies and and other supplies they are having um a really difficult time right now and it's also they're having difficulty because uh they don't have updated medical equipment that would be um that they would be able to handle a massive covid outbreak uh, so it, it could be, uh, as 
they say a dis destructive and deadly disaster um we don't know because we don't know how many people in north korea have actually had covid we don't know what kind of outbreaks there have been um because of the the inability to get information out of north korea um again though their exports have gone down um the agriculture sector is still recovering from a storm from storm damage last year and exports from china tanked by 90 percent in may from the previous month that's according to official statistics from beijing and they don't know exactly why but there uh is talk that say rice and fuel remain stable but uh sugar soybean oil and flour flour prices have gone up uh, a black packet of tea can sell for around $70, while a packet of coffee can cost more than $100. So it's not easy for the people living in North Korea currently because of this regime. Um, again, like I say, a lot of this has to do with just the conditions they've, they live in and uh, the the lockdowns in, in general that are part of um, Kim Jong-un's uh, rule, if you will, his leadership. So I don't know what's going to happen in North Korea. There's also, um, you know, he has recently lost a lot of weight and there's, um, worry from some in, in North Korea that something more is going on. Uh, unfortunately that's really all the news because you can't really get into it. Um, I do know that also in this one, North Korea has not received any coronavirus vaccines. Um, it has a standing uh, relationship with the Global Vaccine Alliance and is also eligible for its COVID-19 program, uh, which is the COVAX program. But other countries with more severe outbreaks are likely being prioritized, again, because we don't know if there are outbreaks. Um, part of it is that people don't think that uh, it's being trans uh, transmissed through, um, you know, city to city as easily because people are not free to travel in that same way. So I don't know what's going on. I certainly hope that the citizens are all right and hopefully they will be. We'll see what more stories come. All right. Time to take a little break. I'll be back in just a moment with positive news. It's time for positive news. My per first positive news story comes from goodnewsnetwork.org. Um, and it is by them. And it is titled embrace your darker moods and you'll feel happier in the long run say scientists all right so according to a study by um iris moss who is an associate professor of psychology at uc berkeley she says we found that people who habitually accept their negative emotions experience fewer negative emotions which adds up to better psychological health fascinating right so she, so she goes on to say, maybe if you have an accepting attitude toward, uh, attitude toward negative emotions, you're not giving them as much attention. And perhaps if you're constantly judging your emotions, the negativity can pile up. 
So they, they studied uh, around 1,300 adults in the San Francisco Bay Area, in the Denver, uh, Colorado metropolitan area. And it's, uh, the results suggest that people who commonly resist acknowledging their darkest emotions or judge them harshly can end up feeling more psychologically stressed. So by stressing about your stress level, it's saying you can increase your stress level. But by basically allowing your mood to shift and change, it may be more helpful. And I'm not telling you you have to do that instantly. It's not something that you learn right away. It's a process. You know, if you're feeling sad, allow yourself to feel sad because that will pass. And then you'll feel happy. Obviously, there are, are depression and other things, and they don't know uh, as much about nurture versus nature and, you know, uh, home life and all that. But this is just about being able to have your moods. Um, so, again, it also says, by contrast to those uh, resisting their darkest emotions or judge them harshly, says, by contrast, those who generally allow such bleak feelings as sadness, disappointment, and resentment to run their course reported fewer mood disorder symptoms than those who critique them or push them away, even after six months. So they did three separate studies on various groups, both in lab and online, and factored in age, gender, socioeconomic status, and other demographic variables. Uh, she goes on to say, it's easier to have an accepting attitude if you uh, lead a pampered life, which is why we ruled out socioeconomic status and major life stressors that could bias the results. Um, in the first study, more than a thousand participants, they did uh, surveys and um, based off of how they agreed with something for statements such as, I tell myself I shouldn't be feeling the way that I'm feeling. Uh, those who, as a rule, did not feel bad about feeling bad showed higher levels, levels of well-being than their less accepting peers. It's a fascinating study. The article goes on a little bit more in depth. And um, the idea, of course, is just about allowing yourself to feel what you feel. Um, she goes on to, to say, by asking parents about their attitudes, about their children's emotions, we may be able to predict how their children feel about their emotions and that how and how that might affect their children's mental health. So they're looking in for the next steps on how to help uh, with bring upbringing and emotional ups and downs that, that culture and uh, your upbringing can have on you. So it's a fascinating study. It's good that somebody is looking into this and uh, hopefully the study continues and people learn to accept their emotions in a different way. All right. My second news story comes from goodnet.org and this is written by uh, Bonnie Riva Ross, a race, uh, could be mispronouncing, apologies if I am, and it is about packing peanuts that are made from popcorn, yes, actual popcorn, all right, scientists at the Gutengen University in Germany are working on developing, uh, developing plant-based packing materials that are environmentally friendly and able to be reused or recycled, <clears throat> excuse me. So it started with Professor Alireza Karaziopor, and I'm probably totally butchering his name, but uh, he's, he went to the movies, he said, and he realizes that the popcorn felt kind of like the packing peanuts and started thinking about how maybe you could change it and using a sustainable product instead of using the styrofoam. Um, 
So he says, this new process based on technology developed in the plastic industry enables the production of wide range of model of molded parts. This is particularly important when considering packaging because it ensures that products are transported safely, which minimizes waste. And this has all been achieved using a material that will even be biodegradable afterwards. That's pretty impressive. Um, so it goes into depth about how they uh, started using... Um, you know, he was using popcorn, basically, because he was at the movies. And so they started doing experiments. First, he was doing them at home. He says, in the dark, uh, oh, the next day I brought corn and made popcorn at home in a pot. And he started the experiment. And uh, then he eventually went to his uh, university lab. And they started uh, working with a uh, cereal company and using the, the inedible parts of what they were making into cereal and those started to become what they were working with and how to uh actually make that be the packing peanuts instead of the styrofoam styrofoam that's the word um so uh steven schult who is the managing director of nord getrad i'm sorry i totally mispronounced that one um, he said, each and every day we pollute our earth with an ever-increasing amount of plastic waste that will be a burden on our ecosystem for thousands of years. Our popcorn packaging is a great sustainable alternative to polystyrene, which is derived from petroleum. The plant-based packing uh, packaging is made from the in inedible byproducts of cornflakes production and can actually be compo composted after use without any residue. So, I thought that was a fascinating story. Hopefully they can continue to, to make that be the thing from now on. We will see. Good work. Keep it going. All right. It's time now for your positive thought step of the day. And of course, it is about those feelings and allowing since, since that was the positive news. So what does it mean? What are feelings and why are they so important? And how can you help to allow them to just be? All right. So I just want you to think about that. And this is really one that you can kind of help other people, but you have to know how to do it for yourself first. So I can't tell you how to do it for yourself. I can tell you what I do. And I, I don't often get stressed out. And when I do feel it, I understand why, or I try to understand why, instead of just being, you know, I'm not stressed out. I I try to think of what it is that's stressing me out. More often than not, I can I can understand and then I don't get stressed as easily. But I allow it to happen. And when I'm sad, I'll allow myself to be sad. Or when I'm angry, I'll, I'm angry. It doesn't always work. We all have mood swings and that we can't explain and, and it happens. You know, and sometimes you just want to be left alone and that happens too. But just think about how you can... Uh, I don't want to say control, but, you know, ease your way through it or allow it to be and how you can move forward from there. All right. Just think about that. And my quote today is going to come from Pearl S. Buck, who was a writer, humanitarian. She has a whole international um, page designed for helping um, their mission and, and beliefs. It's a building cultures and changing lives through humanitarian aid, intercultural education, and historical tours of, of her landmark house. All right, but her quote goes like this. 
You cannot make yourself feel something you do not feel, but you can make yourself do right in spite of your feelings. One more time. You cannot make yourself feel something you do not feel, but you can make yourself do right in spite of your feelings. So you can't make yourself feel happy if you don't feel happy. And um, what you can do instead is not allow that mood to determine how you're going to uh, interact with other people, you know, and bring them down or upset them or hurt them or whatever the case may be. All right. So, again, you cannot make yourself feel something you do not feel, but you can make yourself do right in spite of your feelings. Whatever feelings they are, positive, negative, you know, you can't change it maybe in that moment, but what you do with it is important, all right? And then hopefully you learn to get through that and allow the positivity to come back, okay? It's a process. It's work. You got it. I know you do. Thank you very much for joining me for this episode of The Daily Optimist. I appreciate each and every one of you. I'll be here with you again tomorrow, and we'll do it again. Just a heads up, I will be taking next week off, so I will not have new episodes next week for you, okay? So tomorrow will be the last one for a week. So I hope it's a good one. We'll find out tomorrow. Thank you all for listening. I appreciate you all. As always, please rate, subscribe, and share. Rate so that other people can find it. Subscribe so you never miss it. And share with anybody who needs a little positivity and optimism in their day. I appreciate you all. Until next time, everybody, please be well.